All healthcare professionals participating in this podcast are paid consultants of Johnson & Johnson Surgical Vision Incorporated. The content of this podcast represents the views and experiences of the speaker and not Johnson & Johnson and is intended for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Product indication and safety information will be available at the end of the episode. Welcome to this episode of Fine Tuned. My name is Rana Jaraha, and today we will be speaking with Professor Burkhard Dick, a professor of ophthalmology and chairman of the University Eye Hospital, Bochum, in Bochum, Germany. Welcome, Professor Dick. Thank you for having me, Rana. So in May of 2020, the FDA cleared a software update for the Catalyst Laser System. One of the upgrades is radial laser marks for toric IOL alignment. Tell me about your experience with these laser marks. How visible are they under the microscope, and how long are they visible after surgery? Yes, so the toric alignment marks can be seen extremely well under the operating microscope. And from my clinical experience, I would say they last for several months. With our follow-up, we are able to detect them easily for several months. Interesting. Do you find it easier to align the toric IOL to the radial toric marks created by catalysts as compared to manual ink marks? Different surgeons use different strategies to mark the cornea. Some mark the horizontal axis and then use this as a reference for the target axis. And other directly mark the target axis. We've compared radial laser marks to manual ink marks using biomorphometry or a 3D reconstructions of the preoperative eye using iris recognition. The laser system detects exactly the iris plane and projects it onto the eye, and we are able to compare the preoperative data with the intraoperative actual anatomical situation and see that from a physical and optical point of view, the laser marks perfectly align to the steep meridian and the target axis. To create a manual ink mark, you have to put pressure on the eye to set the marks, which always means some kind of discomfort for the patient. Sometimes patients move their eye slightly, which makes the marking not perfectly aligned. Because you have to take two ink marks into account, you may find yourself wondering which is the reference line interoperatively, and the ink always spreads a bit, causing the line to be broader. The mark also sometimes wipes away for whatever reason or is difficult to detect, particularly if the surgery is slightly delayed. On the other hand, the laser line is very fine, precise, and with no need for additional marking and no surgical factors that may have an impact on the marking. The detection of the steep meridian of the target axis has been done during the preoperative examination by the machine so it reduces the work for the surgeon. With intraoperative abometry, you always have an additional workload intraoperatively. The patient must fixate on a point, and someone else, because you are still sterile as the surgeon, has to do the measurement. This person needs to understand the machine and all of the factors that impact measurement. You have to rotate the head for the measurement and then re-measure and confirm. And as the eye has already been opened and the lens implanted, sometimes the steep meridian has changed due to the intraoperative manipulations. This is completely not the case with an intraoperatively conducted alignment with the laser. 
because first, it takes into account the preoperative measurement, and second, there is no additional interoperative manipulation. I think you also have a better postoperative control. You may have a reference where you can exactly see if the eye well has rotated or if there is an influencing factor such as residual astigmatism. Well, that speaks to my next question in some form. Um, how do you align the IOL with the radial toric marks? And can you tell me what incision parameters you use for this? We changed the horizontal spot spacing to 10 micrometers and increased the vertical spot spacing to 30 micrometers. We also reduced the pulse energy to 4.0 microjoules. We use a density of one for both, the anterior and central lines. Personally, I center based on the scanned capsule, which I feel is most favorable because if you center on the pupil, you sometimes have inhomogeneous pupil dilation and this gives you the wrong centration marks. Or if you have incomplete detection of the limbus, your marks may not be positioned correctly. However, this scanned capsule takes into account the entire 3D reconstruction of the anterior segment and the lens is the most prominent factor used as a reference point. This is then projected on the cornea with the line of sight used for centration. What I think is most important is that we really cut the cornea rectangular, which means that we leave the anterior as well as the posterior cornea 30% uncut. Okay, and what is the benefit of doing that? There can always be micro-movements of the eye. And this way, we can definitely be sure we are intrastromal and that we have a really pure line, which has been exactly identified without any alterations, like intrastromal gas bubble, that hinders your identification of the reference point. Also, the visibility into the eye is completely uncompromised because the line is so tiny. The benefit of using this laser energy is that the treatment time is extremely short less than 0.2 seconds. Time matters, and the setting allows us to be very fast. Great. Catalyst COS 6.0 has the Donenfeld nomogram integrated. Do you feel that saves you time versus the online calculators? First, patient safety and patient outcomes are always more important than saving time. But time does matter, so when safety and outcomes are equal, saving time is preferable. The benefit of the integrated Donenfeld nomogram is that all of the data is already in the surgical planning screen, so a constant internet connection is not necessary. With online calculators, there are always issues with flash players and firewalls that are necessary to protect the clinic. In addition, it decreases the amount of possible errors because a human is not involved in data and it is virtually impossible to mix up the right and left eye. It just decreases the possible errors to a minimum. Well, that's certainly an important benefit. How has Catalyst COS 6.0 improved your surgery process? The iris registration and automatic cyclorotation features in Catalyst COS 6.0 have better accuracy than manual ink marks. We've seen studies that show Iris registration with Cassini enables identification of the patient's deep axis within 2 degrees of actual cyclorotation in 94% of eyes. And automatic cyclorotation compensation provides 
a threefold greater precision compared to manual marking of the cornea with an ink pen. This is my experience as well. As a result, my accurate incisions are more accurate. So my experience with these features has been superb. Great. So let's talk about the Cassini import available in the latest software and how that improves your workflow. The examination, evaluation, and planning are all done preemptively with the Cassini, and then it is imported via a wireless connection with your laser, or you can use a USB stick. Thus, the data transfer is extremely fast and straightforward. Overall, use of the Cassini shifts the use of time away from interoperative to preoperative preparation. It may take two to three minutes to detect the iris, but as this is an extremely good, if not ideal, reference point, it is time very well spent. Good. Are you seeing cyclorotation with your patients, and are you having to compensate for that with manual alignment of the liquid optic interface? We know that the patient's eye rotates from the sitting to the supine position up to 15 degrees. The catalyst system combined with the iris registration feature automatically compares what is under the laser to the preoperative measurements using the iris registration and compensates. There's no manual part in it at all. Another feature of the Catalyst COS 6.0 is skip center repetition. Can you tell us more about that? Sure, skip center repetition is helpful in eyes with softer lenses. On the other hand, when you have a very dense and hard cataract, you have the ability to cut several times in the same line, which means it is much easier to split the lens in parts. This is very useful once we categorize our patients preoperatively and decide how soft a lens must be to skip the center repetition. Thank you so much, Professor Dick, for sharing your expertise and experience with us. And thank you to our audience for tuning in to another episode of Fine Tune. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Indications and important safety information for the Catalyst Precision Laser System. Prescription only. Indications. The Catalyst Precision Laser System is indicated for use in patients undergoing cataract surgery for removal of the crystalline lens. Intended uses in cataract surgery include anterior capsulotomy, fagofragmentation, and the creation of single-plane and multi-plane arc cuts incisions in the cornea, each of which may be performed either individually or consecutively during the same procedure. Contraindications. The catalyst system is contraindicated in patients with corneal ring and or inlay implants, severe corneal opacities, corneal abnormalities, significant cornea edema, or diminished aqueous clarity that obscures OCT imaging of the anterior lens capsule, patients younger than 22 years of age, disseminocele with impeding corneal rupture, and any contraindications to cataract surgery. Warnings. Prior to integral guidance system imaging and laser treatment, the suction ring must be completely filled with sterile buffered saline solution. If any air bubbles and or a meniscus appear on the video image before treatment, do not initiate laser treatment. Before initiating laser treatment, inspect images created from the OCT data, surface fits, and overlaid pattern in both axial and sagittal views, and review the treatment parameters on the final review screen for accuracy. Safety margins for all incisions are preserved only if custom fit adjustments to ocular surfaces are applied in accordance with the instructions for use. Purposeful misuse of the custom fit adjustments to ocular surfaces can result in patient injury and complications and therefore must be avoided. 
standard continuous curvilinear capsulorexis CCC surgical technique must be used for surgical removal of the capsulotomy disc. The use of improper capsulotomy disc removal technique may potentially cause or contribute to anterior capsule tear and or a non-circular irregularly shaped capsulotomy. Verify that the suction ring is correctly connected to the disposable lens component of the liquid optics interface during the initial patient docking procedure. Precautions. The catalyst system has not been adequately evaluated in patients with a cataract greater than grade 4 via LOX3. Therefore, no conclusions regarding either the safety or effectiveness are presently available. Cataract surgery may be more difficult in patients with an axial length less than 22 mm or greater than 26 mm and or an anterior chamber depth less than 2.5 mm due to anatomical restrictions. Use caution when treating patients who may be taking medications such as alpha blockers, for example, Flomax, as these medications may be related to intraoperative floppy iris syndrome. This condition may include poor preoperative dilation, iris billowing and prolapse, and progress intraoperative meiosis. These conditions may require modification of surgical techniques such as the utilization of iris hooks, iris dilator rings, or viscoelastic substances. Surgical removal of the cataract more than 30 minutes after the laser capsulotomy and laser lens fragmentation has not been clinically evaluated. The clinical effects of delaying surgical removal more than 30 minutes after laser anterior capsulotomy and laser lens fragmentation are unknown. The liquid optics interface is intended for single patient use only. Full thickness corneal cuts or incisions should be performed with instruments and supplies on standby to seal the eye in case of anterior chamber collapse or fluid leakage. Patients who will undergo full thickness corneal incisions with the catalyst system should be given the same standard surgical preparation as used for patients undergoing cataract surgery for the removal of the crystalline lens. During intraocular surgery on patients who have undergone full thickness corneal incisions with the catalyst system, care should be taken if an eyelid speculum is used in order to limit pressure from the speculum onto the open eye. Patients who will be transported between the creation of a full thickness corneal incision and the completion of intraocular surgery should have their eye covered with a sterile rigid eye shield in order to avoid inadvertent eye injury during transport. Patients must be able to lie flat and motionless in a supine position and able to tolerate local or topical anesthesia. Adverse effects. Complications associated with the catalyst system include malpatechia and subconjunctival hemorrhage due to vacuum pressure of the liquid optics interface suction ring. Potential complications at adverse events generally associated with the performance of capsulotomy and lens fragmentation or creation of a partial thickness or full thickness cut or incision of the cornea include acute corneal clouding, age-related macular degeneration, amaurosis, anterior and or posterior capsule tear rupture, astigmatism, capsulorexis notch during phagoemulsification, capsulotomy, lens fragmentation, or cut incision decentration, cells in anterior chamber, choroidal effusion or hemorrhage, conjunctival hyperemia, injection, erythema, hemosis, conjunctivitis, allergic viral, corneal abrasion, deepithelialization, epithelial defect, corneal edema, cystoid macular edema, dysemic detachment, decentered or dislocated intraocular lens implant, diplopia, dropped or retained lens, dry eye, superficial punctate keratitis, edema, elevated intraocular pressure, endothelial decompensation, floaters, glaucoma, halo, inflammation, incomplete capsulotomy, intraoperative flat iris syndrome, iris atrophy extrusion, light flashes, mybomitis, ocular discomfort, for example, pain, irritation, scratchiness, itching, foreign body sensation, ocular trauma, patechia, photophobia, pigment changes, pigment in corneal endothelium phobial region, pinguiculitis, 
posterior capsule opacification, posterior capsule rupture, posterior vitreous detachment, posteriorly dislocated lens material, pupillary contraction, red blood cells in the anterior chamber, not hyphema, residual cortex, retained lens fragment, retinal detachment or hemorrhage, scar and disseminates membrane, shallowing or collapsing of the anterior chamber, scoring of the posterior corneal surface, snail track on endothelium, steroid rebound effect, striae and disseminates, subconjunctival hemorrhage, thermal injury to adjacent eye tissues, toxic anterior shock syndrome, vitreous in the anterior chamber, vitreous band or loss, wound dehiscence, wound or incision leak, zonular dehiscence. Caution, federal law USA restricts this device to sale by or on the order of a physician. The system should be used only by qualified physicians who have extensive knowledge of the use of this device and have been trained and certified. Attention, reference the directions for use for a complete listing of indications, warnings, and precautions.